What's up, y'all? It's G Honey Bring on the mic. Um, I'm back here and I'm hosting the power for today. For being back on the show, very excited. If it's a warm welcoming back on. You think so? Yes, think so? I missed it. Uh, I missed I'm this. Very excited. Um, mm-hmm. you were on the show previously last yes. year. Long feels like forever ago. Oh my god! If I'm not even gonna lie to you, it feels like it's been like ten thousand years <laughs> since I've been it's, back. It's good to have you on. Um, yes. how have you been doing? How's everything been going? I've been swell. Good. A lot of creativity ah, production good, going good, on. Good. But you know, it's a great time over here. Good, good. Mm-hmm. You're not. You, you guys aren't seeing this, but Brie has. Um, she has the nice shades on today. She's got the the hexagon glasses. She's ready to go. I'm feeling pretty quirky and groovy today, yeah, guys. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Quirky and groovy. Um, Brie. Yes. Who is our guest today on the Power Four? Oh my god, y'all, I got the most I got the hottest producer in the city. Let me say it again. Let me hit the speaker. Wait. Let's just What? I revert I reversed it for you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Mark. Um we got the hottest producer in the city. I wanna have a warm, snappy welcome. Snaps for for Pops. Pops the producer, man. How are you, bro? Pretty good, you dog. I also know him as Justin Vargas. <laughs> Classic. Oh, we um, say governments out here now. <laughs> oh, shoot. Hey, hey yo. Um, my friend, how are you? Bro, pretty good, dog. Um, to give everybody like a, a, a fun fact, um, when Thomas and I first started doing the show... Um, we, um, it was just really just us working on it. And Justin was our first editor. One of like our first real guys helping on the show, working on it, um, on like a weekly basis, always gave great feedback, always helped out. Um, so he's one of the originals, one of the originals. Appreciate so it. Now, now you have a, a, a voice to the name, right? Crazy. Never name. thought I'd be on the show. Oh yeah. So. It's like beyond Joe Rogan. I know, I know. This is <laughs> that special to me. I'm not Bree gonna lie. Is Joe Rogan. Bree is Joe Rogan. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I guess, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Very Better nice. than Joe Rogan. I, I. Oh my god. And I know me and you have been wanting to do this for so freaking for long. a hot time. Oh my god. Ever since I was like in the closet days, like oh. yeah. like recording. Wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've been planning this, so it finally feels good to like talk to you like through a mic now. I know it's weird. It is weird. It's cool though. I like it. <laughs> I'm gonna do this more often. <laughs> Are we starting a show? Sure. I don't know. Are I don't we mind. Starting a show. I'm down to anything. <laughs> you have been doing this legendary work for I don't even know how long now. I think since like I've met you, you've yeah. always been like touching something when it came to like beats and everything. Yeah, I've always so been to that. I want to know from like a personal personal perspective, what made you want to make beats? To be honest with you, bro, the only reason why I make music is because I couldn't do uh, football. When I was a child, I always had the dream of becoming you know playing the NFL. 
Mm. But I had something with like my health, and I just can't do that, like right. physically Whoa. and mentally. Damn. Well, not mentally, it was just physically. So I was like, "Damn, what the hell do I do now?" And music's always been around, you know, in my family and my circle for basically all my life. Really? Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, why not? Let's try this music thing out." And I, as soon as I found programs and learned how to do it, I loved it. How was? How would you describe your first beat you ever made? <sighs> Ass. It's like, what? The, <laughs> wait, can I curse on here a little bit? What happened? Is it, you think ass is a curse word? Can I say ass? No, nah, well, you said it. You oh, said okay. It, uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's already out there. Uh, I, I usually give it to a male but if it's oh, I'm sorry. Out there, no, 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 I'm okay. not a Christian. No, no, me and Thomas, we go back and forth on this. Thomas is like, yeah, let's go for it. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> no, but it's fine. No, but if that's what it is, that's what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, at the end of the day, you you try something new, you're not going to be excellent at it. And and, and your family is very like, music heavy as well? Ah. Um, no, my father played trumpet probably two years in middle school. My brother did three, I think, and I think I did three or four. Of trumpet? Yeah, so oh, wow. we're not really musically inclined. I mean, my mom loved music. She, you know, she listened to old school hip-hop, salsa, uh, reggaeton, all that you know, normal stuff, but they didn't really have like that type of dreams or aspirations. Mm-hmm. So, and here you are. Yeah, I know. I was saying this is here. Yeah, I'm Literally. starting starting something new in the in the Vargas family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how's Literally. it been going so far? Well, my music stuff. No, just go- in general, just like uh, how you feel about it. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty weird. Weird. Yeah, like how can- would you describe the experience of it as of now? Like looking back from when you first started till right now. Oh, I'm content with it. I'm satisfied with it mm-hmm. for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't. You can never get too comfortable with it because once you get co- comfortable, in my opinion. You start becoming lazy and you don't go nowhere. Do you think it's harder now than when it was when you first started? Like what? as far as how the music scene looks? Um, yes, actually. Come to think of it, because a lot of music is just networking. That's all it is. It's really networking and mm-hmm. just meeting people. This Literally just know. building your platform. Exactly. Building relationship with people that can take you to a higher plateau. Then meeting those people on that type of plateau and keep on building. Mm, 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 mm. And how's the Orlando scene? Like, what would you describe it as? Um, the Orlando scene has a lot to do. I'm not gonna lie, they have a lot more work to do. Cause I don't know if you're familiar with a couple of like Glock Nine and Hot Boy. They, oh yeah. Yeah, they just started coming out, and they're from Mercy. I think they're both from Mercy. Mercy, Mercy Drive. Yeah, Mercy Drive. They're both mm-hmm. from Mercy Drive, and it's I. We need a lot more people to come up, and I and I always express to a lot of artists and producers, is in Orlando it's a lot of a crabs in a bucket mentality. I've never, I don't know if you guys know that type of like that, I guess it was metaphor, or whatever. Or like we, an expression. Like it's like, expression, yeah. So crabs in a bucket basically is is um if you ever put crabs in a bucket, they can't get out. They can't get out because one of them is trying to pull that one to get out and. It's just a cycle, so no one's mm-hmm. everyone's gonna stay in that bucket. Mm. That's what the Orlando scene is to me, because no one's really together. Everyone's against each other. That's actually it's funny that you bring it up because that was kind of something similar that um, our friend Cyrus was saying on the stand-up scene. And it really the stand-up scene is just like that in general because everyone kind of wants their fifteen minutes and then they just kind of want to do their thing and then they kind of leave. Yeah. Um, but to see also that in the music scene is kind of very strange too because. There should be more of a connection because people are doing something that they love. But. Exactly. Unfortunately, I see it as more of like a, it's like an everyday competition mm. because I know when I was, you know, big time, like going to events, being active, like with people, you know, talking with different people, producers, artists, 
And I noticed how a lot of them, it's kind of just like, let me see how quick I can take you out of this scene so I can know the acknowledgement you know, I know how to do, I know the ropes, and I can just get you out of my way. It's, it's, it's very, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, everybody here is together doing some type of art, you know, we're all creating something. And it's like, we all have that in common, but now it's kind of just like, okay, let me use you really quick, and then I'm going to throw you like a rag doll. Yeah, that's how it is. And then that's it. And then next thing you know, it kind of, it, and then when you look back on it, it reflect, you reflect on it, and it's just like, you as a person, you think, wow, do I really want to continue doing this? Do Mm -hmm. I really want to stay? It starts to, you start to question your own passion at that point. Um, I mean, that's just my opinion when it comes to- No, for sure. When it comes to the music scene, everybody's there just, how much money can I make? If I'm not making any money, I don't want to show up. And if I have to put in more work than what I am doing now, which is little to nothing, I don't want to, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's, mm. it's corny at that point. Like, how exactly. were you talking earlier about how you're talking about the incentives and the sponsorships and how you, you know, pay everyone who um, did something on the show? And I said, oh, no, bro, just give me another podcast. I People don't look... I, me as a producer, not only as you grow musically inclined, you also grow mentally. Mm-hmm. And you and a, a lot of people in the producer community don't talk about. I'm not trying to say corny, but about mental health because, you know, I've been going at this music thing for since I was. I started making beats when I was 14 years old. I'm 22 now, about to turn 23 in March. So you learn a lot, you know, because. With my music, I consider as you know as my second life, I guess we would say. So you start to learn more things, and um, it just takes a toll on you because you see a lot of people and all these accolades and all these trophies on Instagram. Oh, this guy's doing this. He's doing. He's doing. He's been doing this thing less less time than I have done, and I've gotten nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that takes a mental toll on you, and you start settling for less. And like she said, you start crushing your passion. Mm. And it's crazy because nowadays with like social media, a picture does tell a thousand words. And it's like, it's crazy because, you know, I see people who post about, you know, their accomplishments, you know, just the whole nine yeah, yards yeah, right, or right. like there's something around them where it's like, ooh, let me take a picture of this. Let me post it and make people think. I'm doing this. Mm, yeah. This is my mm. lifestyle. And then, then that's when the mental health comes in because now it's like you question like, oh, do they really have this? Is this really the lifestyle they live? And therefore, how is it that I don't have that yet? And unfortunately, it sucks because the people who are the most unfair, the people who are the most cruel, they always get all the handouts. It's crazy how it works. But I mean, it, that always goes with that term, that term but saying that good things happen to bad people. Mm-hmm. And that's... Everyone's been saying that for years and years, and it also plays in the music industry. And it's and why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens like that? That happens with damn. We can go on a, a whole different conversation with that of why do good things happen to bad people? I I ain't God. I can't tell you anything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can just tell you. What do you think, in particularly in the Orlando scene, makes it to where that is the case? To where that's the case? I don't know. I guess neg- negativity tries to attract other negativity. And they create some type of opportunity. I I don't I really can't. I Sometimes don't know. it's kind of hard to yeah. un- to speak about it in like third person. Yeah, it's like it's 
you don't see it for yourself, you really don't know. Yeah. You can warn as much as you can, but if you don't see it for yourself or experience it, I feel like some people just won't understand. Yeah. I mean, so, first, I'll I, I tell you, because she knows, because me and Brie go pretty much way back, and mm-hmm. I've been in situations where, and I was, that, you know, I help somebody so much, and you know, I'm there for them, and I um, introduce them to this person that can partially change their whole life and career, and after years later, they, yeah, maybe a year or two later, they just, that person I was cool with dropped me. Mm. After I helped them, yo, um, I got this guy, he, you know, he's produced for little baby, this, that, and the third. My dog, you know, he can change everyone who's steps foot in the studio. You know, months turn into years and I don't talk to the kid no more. But mm. then again, that's, that's part of, you know, just being a, as an adult, as in a person, you know. Mm. So, but I feel like personally, that's what makes you better. As For a sure, without a doubt. Because you know, you grew from that. You realize what it was wrong, and you just stick and move. That's oh, all you sure. do at this point. And so, I personally, knowing you for so long and being through so much with you, I respect you a lot as a person. Because especially what you have been through in this industry, you deserve to where to be where you're at. It may Appreciate be, that. it may not be small. It may be small. It may not be that big. But to me, it's like, wow, this kid really took the time. He took himself back and he made his platform. He made, he stood, he took those late nights. He made those opportunities for himself. So I 100% support Pops. Mm. 100%. Mm. Without a doubt. So. Damn, appreciate it. I didn't didn't expect that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little choked (laughs) up, dog. (laughs) So Justin and I go back. um, I want to say, oh my God. Yeah, freshman year of high school. Hell yeah. Now, I always say this. There's only two people in my life in high school that I always remember, which is really interesting because most of our friends, most of my friends, Thomas and I, uh, come from theater. And, you know, we were yeah, theater kids. Like, that's just what we were. Um, but we weren't like, um, how do I say it? We weren't theater kids, if that also makes any sense. We were just kind of kids who did theater and then we were just really good at what we did. Um, but there was always a time where there were friends that you would meet that were not in theater, that just you would meet in class. And I think what's weird is once you find your group in high school, you kind of know that's your group, and then hopefully that group kind of stays with you as you go out throughout your life. And there was only two people that I remember distinctly because our group in theater was so big, I never even thought about people that were in my class. And it was Justin Vargas and Christina Tingle. (laughs) And these two people, for some reason, were in my life for the four years of high school. And it took to the very end of senior year for me to think like, damn, they were really in from like the very beginning. Like it was crazy. So Justin and I go, we just go way back. We like had class every single year for one class. I don't know for what for, but we were just always around. Yeah. I don't know how we hit it off, but we had like math class and we had English class. We just hit it off from there. And then we just kind of stayed in contact. I don't really know. But we, again, I always just say like once you have the vibes with people and the vibes stay there, even if you don't have that many like moments with each other, they're there. And then you know it's there. Yeah, so exactly. that's how we me and Justin just kinda met. Um and I've just kinda seen him grow as as we've gone along. So here we are now. Appreciate um it, where man. does Pops come from? I don't know where that where does that Pops thing come from? Is um, it just Pops? P O P S? I started as Pops, but I recently added three K in front of it. Cause pops three K. Well no three K Pops. Three K Pops. Yeah, that's oh. every time I finish a beat or I um an artist puts me as a producer credit. That's what they put. 
Mm. Just three K pops. Okay. Where does the where does the pops come from? So in math class, my senior year, I was friends with this one kid, and I was dating some chick inside that class, and we always used to joke around. And he was a grade um, below me, and then um, I used to get in trouble sometimes in math class. And the teacher said, "Oh, that kid, um, the kid that who gave me my name, pops, will always get in trouble with us." Oh, so yeah. he was like, "Oh yeah, that's your son." So after that, it just kind of <laughs> stuck. It was like weird. So that's where basically it came from. What does the three K come from? Um, that uh, the Holy Trinity. I don't. Mm. Yeah. So God, no, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Are you a religious man, Mister? I try to be. Mm. It's mm. pretty hard, but I try to be. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Is there always been kind of something in your family? Oh was... yeah, for sure. I'm. I was raised Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. I've done Ooh. all the Catholic um process Whoa. from baptism to mm-hmm. our, what i think the confirmation. last is confirm yeah confirmation mm-hmm. dang i wish thomas was here he would have loved that conversation yeah, yeah. yeah. so thomas also kind of stems from that same oh really catholic background? that whole thing and he has lots of opinions about it but that's that's why i love having him on because he he loves to have people that um also come from that same background and how they feel about it yeah. so you say you kind of you, you you try your best yeah i try my best to be a wholesome you know holy guy i mean mm. you know it's no, but it's, it's tough. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. tough. Like, this world is very tough, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, you try to stay very positive about stuff and, you know, try to do the work, you know? And it's just tough. Yeah. Especially in the scenes that you guys are in. You know, oh, my god, I can understand. I'm sorry, but it's it's full of sin. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really uh, hate I to project it like that. And it does take a really big toll on you if yeah. you allow it to, eventually. It yeah? Does. Do you guys feel like it, it really... Yeah, for sure, bro. I've had mm-hmm. times where I sit down and question myself, like, do I want to continue to make music mm-hmm. in this field? Do I really want to? You know, looking at all the, um, like, excuse me, all the sins that are in, in the industry. It's, but, it's crazy. Yeah, it Like, is. I personally had to take, I think, almost a year off. Oh, yeah. Because of, like, how much it put, like, into my brain. Like, at that point, like, I felt like a dead person. Yeah. Just going in and just doing shit. <laughs> Not having like a like a legitimate goal at that point. Yeah, like it's a driver of... passion, mm-hmm. and it's scary when you, when you don't have that. It does. It's like what the hell I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. You just feel empty. It's kind of like you're. I felt like I always describe the feeling as like if I'm a ghost and I'm floating in a room. Yeah. And there's just nothing there. So I would say like to the people like to the advice to people out there who are in that scene, please take care of your mental health. For sure. Take that break. Talk to your people. Talk to your team. You know, allow yourself to be reminded, like, hey, you have people around you who support you. Don't get lost in the sauce, like everybody says. For sure, without a doubt. And that's same for you, mental health being very important. We we had this discussion, I think, early on in the show um, with our friends Junie and Kara. Um, how, How important is it for both of you? Um, I what are, the, what I are those steps that you had to take that really because you're still in the scene now oh for sure and, yeah and, and you know fortunately we live in an environment where things Florida's is just a very tropical quiet environment depending mm-hmm. on where you live but it's still kind of where do you find those spots that you can just those moments of calm yeah like peace and all that yeah I I got two spots you don't uh, have to say them out loud. No, no, I can say yeah. that out loud. I, bro, I'm on a podcast. I I don't mind sharing anything. <laughs> but um, this also could be metaphorically too. Yeah. Like where you go when you're in those environments. When I read, or when the, you want to get away. Yeah. When I read the word, 
like the Bible, yeah. like that, that that helps me a lot. Hmm. Or I'm not gonna lie, when I go fishing. Oh, you like when, to fish? Yeah. Oh, I'm an avid. Bro, I love fish. I'm an really? avid fisher. I might go. Fi- I might go fishing this Sunday. Oh no way! I go all the time. That's still- Dude, don't you like? Didn't you recently come back from like Clearwater or something? Mm, no, I recently. I came back from Melbourne. Oh, oh so that's Melbourne. why we were talking earlier. That's why he want to be close to to the water, basically. And ah. I'm from Naples, Florida, so I've been around the water my life. I'm, I'm so a cool. beach bum. What is the biggest? What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Oh my gosh! Unfortunately, I can't. So you okay. uh, probably uh unfortunately a fourteen a fourteen inch bass. I don't even know what that is, but that's oh, great. <laughs> that, sounds, that, sounds, that sounds insane. No, it's not. That no, is, it's not yo, insane. It's not yo, insane, guys. That is insane. It's not that, insane. If it's, you've ever seen the fish, whoa. No, it's not insane. <laughs> Justin caught a big one. Man. No, it's, yes. it wasn't not a he big one. Said fourteen. He, he was fat. That's, no, not fourteen. You're fourteen inches. Like fourteen his inches and fourteen it, pounds. It, it, it was not. It's that's not crazy. crazy. I want to see you do deep sea fishing. Oh my gosh! I feel I'll like that would be so exhilarating. I will. I I do want to. I'm not good with boats. I've been on. Um, I went to the Keys maybe not too long ago with my lady, and we went to uh, cause they have a clear, clear glass bottom boat. Oh, and that sounds oh. fire! Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was a big ferry, and on the bottom, if you go downstairs, it's all glass. Mm-hmm. So, you excuse me. You weren't afraid of it. I'm not going with boats, huh? Were you afraid of it like cracking or breaking? No, I was not actually. What were you? What are you afraid? I was. Of? I prayed and I. I was straight. <laughs> I was straight. I was like, all right, bro, let's go out here. Don't. I just. I. I get seasick bad. Oh, and we were on the ferry, a two store ferry, and this boat was rocking. Oh, went to the bathroom. Yo, I can't even stand straight. Oh my god! <laughs> I tell you, bro. I. I, I don't know about y'all, but I would have took a fat nap. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Yeah, like, do you think you could like sleep in the, like while you're in the water? Okay, you- hold on. I think I could for sure. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the, and here's the crazy like part. I'm, I'm fine with like going on a boat. Yeah, that's fine. But I refuse to go on a cruise. Really? I just it's too I don't. Long. It's too long. One, two. I feel like what happens if this shit freaking sinks? Mm, mm, and I and I always think of like the Titanic. Those people getting stuck inside yeah. the boat and like and on top of that, the sea at nighttime. It's Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is one of the most terrifying things ever. Like it's completely black. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's you're, real it's, scary. It's, it's, it, no. Just no. I have a I have a crazy fear of like sharks. I mean, I'm I'm sure as everybody does and unless like you adore them then you're a psychotic person. Because I'm psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz like what? And then I always think of like about like the movie Piranhas. Oh yeah. Or um, the, especially the big 3D. white or something like yeah. that, the giant killer shark. I tell you this, I mean, so, yeah. I'm sorry. No, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. Speaking of you know being on the boat at night, I fish at night. That's the best time to go fishing. Really? I mean, is, is that when like all the the fishes come to the bay? Uh, is it called the bay or the shore? Like they come. The shoreline. Do they just no. go higher up? Like, well, to the sea level. No. Or? So, if we all right, so we're gonna get deep in fishing for a minute. Okay. So there's two different types of fishing. You got fresh water and you got salt water. I'm I like going salt water. So you're catching sharks, you're catching tarpon, snook, and that's. That's the biggest fish I've ever touched with like a tarpon. I feel like the Bass Pro Shop Whoa. should feature They're you. They're huge. On the really? Like this fish is probably like size of me times two, and I'm what five foot seven. So when are you making the cover of the Bass Pro Shop? I don't know, dog. Bass Pro better <laughs> give me a sponsorship. Because, listen, Bass Pro <laughs> no, got... Bad, yeah, 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 I'm telling you. Bass Pro this got... This man has a fishy hook on his hat. You yeah. think he's joking? <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Listen, Bass Pro got no hip hop theme to it, no hip hop sponsorships. I want to be the first. Be the guy. To that's what I'm saying. It's always country. The course of C. I'm telling you, you're and the guy. You're the listen, guy. Listen, all of them. Ron John surf. Shop, Hell yeah! What? I got a Ron John shirt in my closet I can't right even now. Say it, Ron John surf. Shop. You ever heard Absolutely. of Flow Grown? Yeah. No, but no, it's, for it's sure. so so. It's gnarly. It's it's really they should have you be like the ambassador of all the seas. Oh, for sure, Florida. dog. What? Melbourne, Coco. What? Oh, I don't mind, dog. I don't right. mind. You should become an environmentalist. Oh my goodness. To, as a Messiah, I would clean do that. the ocean. Justin, save we, the truth. I do for sure. Listen, if you don't clean the ocean, and it's I can't go you. fishing. It's a because I mean no fish. That's a fact. And you guys are not going to eat tuna. And wow. I have a very political wow. opinion that I'm going to say. That's probably it's it's basically facts. But if you think about it logically. Us Floridians who live here, we don't leave trash anywhere. No, we don't. It's it's, it's the ignorant people who uh, come from other places oh, and the they tourists. trash the beaches. Oh. They they trash the ocean, and it's crazy because like I think it was last year, because we were out of the pandemic, technically like lockdown last yeah. year, and like when spring break happened, dude, the Miami beaches were totaled. Yeah, like there was like piles and piles and piles and piles. Even coming from the ocean, like people who were like on yachts and boats throwing stuff overboard, it was it was it's so depressing. it was so sad, and I'm like, wow. Because how would you like it if we went to your city, and we decided to yeah. just mess everything up? Yeah, yeah. put it's everything very out of funny order. that you guys bring that up now. Actually, thinking about that, because I never even thought about it in that way too. Because mm-hmm. I guess if you are in an environment where this is sort of the thing that you have and Florida is very known for their water. You would think, yeah, this is an area where we would take care of that. Yeah. And from that to, for you bringing that up, it's mm-hmm. very valid. I, 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 I've been to beaches before where it has been a mess, but it could be worse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that shows that they are doing the, their job and it would make more sense because everybody comes here for the beaches. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah they can't a... respect our land. Exactly. I'm not yeah. saying like I'm the, the leader of the land of the land. I'm not saying <laughs> the land that. of the land. <laughs> the land of the land. But what like come on, bro. Like you're not from here. Just That's respect it. Respect it. it yeah. Respect the wildlife yeah. here cuz if it you is... live in Florida, you got to be an animal lover. It is only hot. Yeah, takes. basically. So wow. it's they're like, all over. Wow. It is only exactly. hot takes here on the Power of Four. Only hot takes. <laughs> That's a fact. It should, be, it should be hot takes. Yes. Telling yes. you. That's 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 what we're... All right. You heard it here first. Save the environment. Save the... Save the environment. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear no more about save the turtles. No. Save yeah. the living species on this world. Everything. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's not just turtles. I don't want to hear you that. You know how they have, like, you could... You could prevent forest fires. It's like you, but like you could prevent. Yeah, stop throwing your damn wrappers on my damn beach. That's gonna be the cover. <laughs> or or throwing your halfway a... lit cigarette buds into the forest. Oh my gosh, that's worse. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh my god. I'm not trying to swim in the water and I see an empty coke can right next to me. Wow, 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 wow. wow. It's so sad. But I just want to know, what goes through their mind? It's like, yeah, I have nowhere to put this. So let's just put it in the water. You know what's funny about that? You put it in the water and then you walk 10, ten steps behind you, there's a trash can. Mm. Mm-hmm. How lazy mm. can we be? Mm. Walk your ass to the damn trash can. Literally. Wow. There are... And it's crazy because on the beaches, that's where like... And you have to remember, people think, oh, everything in Florida is an amphibian. <laughs> no, you dipshit. Okay? There are mammals that have fins. Okay? <laughs> they come to the beach or there's species that live in the ocean that come to the shore to on the beach to give birth 
yeah nurture their nurture their babies you feel me and it's like you're messing up that environment exactly you're you're doing wrong to it it's corny yes i love how we got so off topic i know it's a I great love it. time oh, over that was here beautiful. That was i like amazing. it how are you doing right now how's work pretty good Work how do you work. how do you feel so far with making beats and and doing the whole thing with networking? How are you feeling about it? I feel excited. I feel content, but not content to the point where I want to stop. Content to the point where I want to keep going and mm-hmm. stop until I can't. Is there no like more. a certain thing that's motivating you? Um, I think it's. I actually learned this like little saying from another like this big time producer named T Minus. He produced for Drake and a lot of, you know, yeah. Billboard artists. He said a lot of people di- the difference between dreamers and doers is basically is pe- the doers they how do I say they think of the result and actually doing it. Like in other words like um maybe I'd say in simple terms like art if you want to shoot if you want to make a three-pointer and you can't make a three-pointer now you keep practicing and you think and you try your hardest to make that three-pointer, and you think of the result, that's what keeps you... That's that's, that's the type of motivation I have right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, but um, that's... I think that's... One, that's a, that, and just me getting out the situation, you know, that I am in, and the passion and the drive, the dream that I want, keeps me going. That's good. You're keeping a strong standing ground with yourself. Pretty much, yeah. That's really good. What is your biggest plan that you have for the future? Shoot, biggest plan. Um, to be honest with you, connect with more people. Network even from the smallest artists mm-hmm. down to the, well, up to the bigger artists. You know, I'm not really, I'm not really concerned of, you know, getting up. Oh, I got a song with Drake. You know, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really care for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not one of those producers like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I want to, I don't want to, I want to work with Drake, you know, this time. You're staying third. humble. Yeah, that, and I, I want to come up with somebody. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my big goal is coming up with somebody from the ground up, you know, because I think that's more special than just, you know, coming up, just you sending a beat to this one big artist. Right. So then, what is your creative process when it comes to that? Then I do. I make beat. I make music every day. There's probably one or two days I give it a break because I really can't do it. You know, I'm busy with mm-hmm. some other things, but I try to make music almost every day and you know, learning different types of chord progressions, different types of um, styles. You know, oh, I do the drums this way. You know, I do the hi hats this way. Oh, how about we make this? You know, make this sound like this. You know, it's just. I think it's just having fun with it and i think a lot of people they get lost with having fun and it can confuse with it with um trying to get there because a lot of people you know they go by a formula and from there they lose that passion and i that's probably one of my one of my biggest fears that reminds me so i'm gonna go a little bit off topic but it has to do with what you just said yeah i was watching like one of these you know like the late night youtube yeah you know you kind of surfing like the interwebs i guess and I came across this video because I read books. And so I was like, oh, let me see, like, another book recommendation video. Like, let me see what I what's the next book I could read. And so then I was watching this review about this guy who was talking about, like, um, keeping, like, it was all about procrastination. Mm-hmm. 
And so it kind of relates to a lot to what you just said because he was referring to this book. I can't remember from the top of my head. But the book basically talked about how to keep your drive, like your passion. He like split it into like a, like a two list. Like you were amateur and you're thinking of it professionally. Mm. And he was explaining how like amateurs, they they focus on making money, stats, numbers networking like it, it's like a lot of like hard work but there's no outcome no results no, exactly they're thinking about the wrong thing they're exactly they're thinking about productivity and yeah. then you have the professional standpoint where it's like they're thinking about okay i'm gonna do this today because i want to do it i don't care about how many views it doesn't have i don't care how many listens it has i don't care how much money i make i'm still gonna keep going regardless of anybody what anybody's telling me that's what Difference from the the like not like see what was it what's the word the the overnight stars from right. the stars that stay in for x amount of years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they run them dry and then they're exactly done. that's what that's what that's what music is right now. It's all microwaved. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really sticking to people as it did you know back in the '90s or '70s. And it's crazy because like you can listen to that music again. And it's like, it feels so relieving to yeah. hear, like, older music. And then now when you hear it from, like, 2018 and above. It's like, it's it's like when someone's cooking with love and when someone's cooking just to cook. Yeah. In my opinion. Same mm-hmm. thing with music. You know, you have a, this ex, you have your set of artists that actually put their whole foot forward and their whole, you know, they care about what the listener feels and what's the emotions mm-hmm. that they're going through. There's no emotion anymore. Exactly. When you compare it to people who just make, you know, music just to, oh, I'm going to make this type of song because it's going to get this amount of views. Right. And, and then also, I did wanted to ask you, how, when you make your beats, and, you know, we just talked about how, you know, people cook things with love and they don't do anything with it at all. Yeah. So, when you make your music, how do you, how do you put yourself into it? What makes you, like, I made this beat, this is me. What's that process? Man, it's a pretty tough question. I don't even know how to answer. I have to think about it. Um, damn. I, I think I also it has to go back to the drive and the passion for it. And me mm-hmm. wanting one sound to sound like this. And me keep on trying it. So I can have some type of results. And then from there, you level up as, you know, the position that you were in before. So, I mean, I go every day, you know, learn things I from, learn learn things from other genres that can coincide to my genre. Mm-hmm. So, you know, experimenting. That's what really being a producer is really about. And even an artist, you just experiment different things and different tones, keys. BPMs and just seeing what works and what sounds nice because that thing day music is also you know it's all opinion based, right? So you know one song might sound better to another person, and another song might sound you know bad to another. So what is your genre? Um, I mostly do hip hop, but I I would love I want to and I'm striving to move away from that genre and to expand mm-hmm. to other genres. Mm-hmm. You know, being versatile and having more more hats. Do you feel like you're gonna have to learn a lot more than what you know now? To... For sure, you always, I, you, you're always learning, and and mm-hmm. I think in a creative field, or you know, if you're trying to create something that can benefit others, you're always learning how to basically 
make it easier for that for the listener to uh, mm-hmm. for understand and for him to catch that first you know first feel of that chord and you know it struck a nerve. Mm-hmm. So you're always learning. I don't, I don't think you're ever a master in this game. You're always a student, and it should be like that, because you know masters at some some point in time they always get overthrown. No matter that, what. That is true. They always get overthrown. If you look at from Hollywood movies, you know, the student's always better than the master. The master wants the student to be better than him. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be the student than the master. That's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of mind blow me a little bit with the whole <laughs> the master and student thing. I liked it. What is one of the most challenging thing you have ever had to gone through as a producer? Um, yeah, also, what are some of the hardest things you have to yeah. do when you're in your process? Because you talk about it so strongly, like you love and you enjoy, but what are the... The, the, the behind the scenes that no one sees? Mm-hmm. So are, are you also asking musically, from a musical standpoint? Yeah, because like I, I believe like it, it... I mean, when I see people make music in general, it's just like, what? Just some of the things, just how to work on chords work on beats work on like melodies i just don't understand it i don't yeah. musically it's, it's chinese English. work for me so, so um, what is what yeah like what what is it how is it for you i th- it looks like a very you difficult thing to do it it can be different everything can be difficult it, and it is sometimes even for me it's difficult i think the most difficult part you know to shy away from you know learning music theory learning bpms and the chords oh the diminish the minor seventh yeah it's all confusing it's all you know their languages but i think for me the most hard part is the rhythm mm. and rhythm stems from childhood in my opinion because if you know from you listen to the first song when you were a child and you you know feeling the beat feeling the melody and you know asking yourself like a personal question why is this song so good to me Mm-hmm. So I think for me, catching the produce, you know, being as a producer, it's finding the rhythm and trying to replicate that rhythm and to showcase to others that probably never heard of it or is, you know, is used to hear it on the radio and not used to hear it from someone that lives next door to them. Now, I do have, I have a following, I have a follow up question on that one. Because how do you, because you say you want to portray everything out to everybody. Mm. Like, this is my art. This is me. So how do you deal with negative feedback when it comes to people? Like, I, even from, like, an artist standpoint, like, you show them, like, this is my work. Do as you please with it. And, and they don't like it. And they don't like I it. I love that. I strive. I'd rather have a hundred mm-hmm. negative comments than one positive comment. Because I work my brain to a certain extent where negative criticism is also... Um, criticism, criticism for, to make me as a like constructive criticism. There we go. Mm-hmm. To make me better. To make me strive. So I can go back to the person. Who, oh, how about you sound this? And if they like it, they're hooked. I already got them. They're already you mm. know on to the next. I artist. see what you mean. So I, that's what I'm saying. I I love I love tough criti- criticism. Mm. Like I was in the studio last night, and mm. um, one of my artists I'm working with, he was uh, he played a beat for the engineer. And I told the engineer, I've never met this guy. I've never been to the studio. Even though the studio even exists. Hey, bro, you let me know if this beat is hard. You know, mixing, you know, just let me know. I need, I love tough criticism. He's like, all right, bro, yeah, I got you. At the end of the session after I left, he was like, yeah, man, I like the beat. The bass was nice. You know, you got to teach me what you know. After that, I'm like, wow. All right. I like that. But I don't strive on that. 
You strive on criticism. Criticism. I love criticism. I need criticism. I think everyone should have criticism. As, you know, if you're an athlete, if you're an artist, if you're an, uh, a painter, you know, you need that type of criticism because without that, how are you going to get better? LeBron James didn't become one of the best basketball players to ever touch the ball. Wait, no, let me bring the football because I'm more of a football guy. <laughs> Tom Brady didn't become he the He just one. retired, didn't he? No, that's there's Tom. Did he retire? Nah, he's not retired. I think, I don't know. I, I forgot. I I, just, I lost it's a whole track. other thing. Yeah. Other thing going but on. Tom oh, okay. Brady did not become the best person to touch the pigskin if he didn't play with the big boys. If he wasn't the last draft pick in the NFL in his class. I don't know. It speaks to us. You know, it's one of the greatest come up stories. I'd rather have a. I'd rather have a tough. You know, I'm in the trenches, grueling come up story than, oh yeah, I got everything handed to me. Everyone likes mm-hmm. my work. There's, you know, there's, there's it's, no. There's a pet boy, and then there's a working. Exactly. Yeah. It's a blue collar boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Very nice. Very nice guys. I love that. That was amazing. All right, go right ahead, Miss Bree. Okay, Pops, I do have one more last question before we do wrap it up. What is your advice for somebody who's within your field or wanting to be in your field? How how for them to strive and to keep going? Whatever advice you can give out, what would be your advice? If a a random person came up to you and was like, hey, I want to become a producer or I'm already a producer, what advice do you have for me to be better? Stay consistent. Keep at it every day. Because without you staying consistent... You'll be you're gonna be another number who wants to be rich and famous a producer, you know. I mean, I've I've um I've come to the realization where if you know if I don't make it, hey, it is what it is. It wasn't my cards to be played with. But I also look at you know I reflect on the journey I did to the point where I am now. You know how all that hard work and you just stay humble. So I think consistency and perseverance, you know, if you're really about this stuff, if you really have the passion and drive and you're not looking at how much money you can make off one song, then, you know, keep at it. It's not going to be, you always, every job, every career, if you, you know, if you really love it, you're going to show up to the bad days just Mm -hmm. as you're going to show up to the good days. You know, and I recently just had to learn that, you know, showing up to the bad days because I'm at the point that in my, you know, my career where, you know, I want... I want to work with this guy. I want to work with that guy. This, that, and a third. You know, and it takes time because you know how the music industry is, and you know they want this certain sound because this certain sounds on the radio, and you have to some way somehow, re, re, um, yeah, have to make that type of sound, but also mm-hmm. put your twist to it. It's a whole, you know, it's whole. It's a whole not only a musical game, it's also a mental game, because you're questioning yourself: Can I really do this? Can I really make it in this industry? Because how fast-paced this industry is. And how demanding and how, was it, cutthroat this industry is? Cutthroat is a perfect word for it. It is. Mm. And how how much snakes are in the industry. And, you know, can you deal with this person, that person? And how are you going to go about this situation? You know, music, not even music. Art is a reflection of life, in my opinion. So what is music to you? Same thing. It's just a reflection of life. Most of it, at least nowadays, everything's just portrayed as a facade, and people get, like you said earlier, gets lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. For sure. But no, I think it's cause being consistent and perseverance and having the actual drive and passion for this music stuff, and you knowing, you know, having that thought back in your head, 
like, hey, I might not make it, but damn, I'm glad I did it. Um, keep going. No matter if it's music or not, just, you know, if you have the passion to drive for it, to keep going, why stop? We only have one life to live and it's a short life, so find something you love to do and just do it, even if it's a hobby, even if you're not making money off it. Just do it and try new experiences in life because, like I said before, we only have one life to live. And stay prayed up. I think that's about it. This is 3K Pops, and this is Power 4. Presenting the Dales. Baby, where you been? It's been cold in California. Dreaming that takes me home.